0: 2020
1: podcast. What? It's a 2020 podcast. What? It's 2020 podcast, bro. What? 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 What's
0: up? What's up? Once again, once again. What up? What up? What up? This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with Young Quarantine Poppy, aka Scam
2: Likely in your girl's phone. (laughs) AKA, I'm on my smoke break during the women's match. What up?
0: (laughs) AKA, maybe I'm Domino's Pizza on your girl's phone.
2: (laughs) AKA, (laughs) shout out to the Nation of Domination.
0: And shout Shout out out to to Los Mori. Yo, listen, talking about, I'm sorry to cut you off, talking about shout out to the Nation of Domination, shout out to the big man, the strongest man in the world. Strong man, Mark Henry. Happy birthday, Mark Henry. Actually, chocolate. Hey, listen, he gave birth to a hand. Yeah. <laughs> MMA Young gave birth to a hand, so you're right. Yeah, already I know. There. That was a
2: sick-ass fucking... That was a sick storyline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're
2: not, we not bringing that up. Not in this climate.
0: Nah, nah, nah. But, um, yeah, shout-out to Mark Henry, though. For real. Right. Uh, well, happy birthday to him. Former world champion. Strong man. I mean, he did it all, man. He was out there. European champion. He did everything, bro. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. I know he had a little uh, tick for tat with uh, what's his name? Um, Leo Rush. But at the end of the day, you got to give him his props, man. I don't give a fuck about that. Yo, one thing,
2: (laughs) the man Sexual Chocolate has a low key. He has a low key one of the greatest theme songs.
1: Oh, oh,
2: oh. Yo, the <laughs> the vocal, <laughs> the fucking vocals on that fucking theme song is just—it's something else, right? That should that should would have been a top ten hit if it was like put out and fucking um.
0: Yo, yeah, he, he had like some uh Billboard. Not not Luther, not Luther. What's um? What, what's Big Boy's name? He looked like a big black bear. What was his name? Barry White. Very white, yeah, I like the very white, bro. And he was doing the the
2: whisper that um the Men dude used to do. He's like, yeah, hey, gone.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
0: damn! I think baby. you know what? I think, I think we might have to play that one though. He wants to give it all to you. We need to break that <laughs> right
2: down. Actually, we need, hey. do a, we, need, we need to do a theme song breakdown of that. <laughs> Yo, you hear this, though? Of course. Oh. I say that shit in the shower.
0: Yo, that nah, shit right oh. there. That shit right there had, like, vibes of like 90s R&B mixed with a little 70s. Yeah, for sure. You know know what that was? That was LSG with Mr. Biggs right there. (laughs) That's what that
2: was. (laughs) You can can definitely powerbomb your shorty and then make a baby. You feel me?
0: Shout out to to Sexual Chocolate, man. That that was, that was, that's memorable right there. That's That's memorable.
2: Fire R&B on the gym.
0: And uh, shout out to R-Truth out there protesting with the people in North Carolina, man.
2: See him, man. I mean, it it wasn't
0: him, only Dennis Smith Jr. and uh J. Cole. Our troop was out there with the people as well, baby. Yeah, I
2: seen him out there, man. With his blowhorn and shit. He was out there, man. Talking it up. Making you know? the people laugh. Yeah, that's what's up. I need to see footage of that.
0: Yeah, word, word. And uh yo, listen. Shout out to John Cena. Not only did John Cena give $40,000 to Shad Gaspar's family, but he donated $1 million to Black Lives Matter. Shout out to him. So shout out to John Cena. The Yo, listen. I'll be honest. I was listening to uh, Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg and that guy was like, yo, listen, no, um, Peter Rosenberg said he retweeted a tweet that he seen from like a random person. And this person said, John Cena is who we wanted Hulk Hogan to be. That's well good. put. That is so well put because us as kids, we could have sworn that was Hogan, bro. Everything that John Cena is doing right now, that's what we swore for Hogan before
2: Hogan was was bigger than life yeah he was in the he was in the movies he was in some whack movies but he was in the movies
0: listen I went to the theaters to see No Holds Bar and fucking the 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 alien nanny or whatever the fuck he was bro Suburban Commando Suburban
2: (laughs) Commando you know that classic No Holds Bars is classic the one where he was the
0: nanny yeah that's some we come in, though. I think so. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Remember, Undertaker was in that movie. You know what I'm saying? But like Mark Calloway, Mark, yeah, Mark. Mark was in the movie. <laughs> but um, it's just everything that Cena's doing, and he's he's not putting himself out there as everybody else putting him out into the public and what he's doing. He's just doing that shit and just doing it for the love. Like, he knows. Like, if any if anybody profited off of black culture, it was Cena. And he knows that Trump. shit. You know, he knows that shit. He's never going to deny it. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Cena. Truly appreciate that. Like, that that was big. That was big on his part.
2: It would have been dope if it would have came, like, with a with a caption or something, you know? I mean he just did it and then it was reported that he did it. But he didn't come out and say like, yo, I'm donating one million dollars because of X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Like did you see um did you see Bieber's statement? Nah. Talk to me. So I'm just I just wanna compare this real quick because I can I cannot imagine if John Cena came out with something like this. Um, hold on, let me just find this real quick because it was pretty. It was pretty deep. It was pretty deep. He's like, Bieber's like, I am inspired by black culture. I have benefited off of black culture. My style, how I sing, dance, perform, and my fashion have all been influenced and inspired by Black culture.
1: Mm.
2: Bomb. Well, and then he went on to say that he's committed to use this platform to raise awareness and all this stuff. And, you know, he's going okay, to be donating money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been dope to hear Cena say, like, yo, when I was on my thugonomics hip hop shit, pretending to be a light-skinned black dude. <laughs> and I took I took little I took Tony Ayo's Don't Look At Me <laughs> and just fucking ran with it. Was rocking fucking throwback jerseys and a fucking extra thick steel chain for a fucking for a fucking l- Cuban Lincoln shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I am donating back to the Black Lives Matter and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. It would have been, you know, it would have been a little cooler, but shout out to him either way.
0: No, no, it definitely would have been cooler, but I just feel like sometimes you don't know, especially if you're coming from a different a different background, you don't you you really don't know your part yet. You know what I'm saying? You don't know, like, what you should do. Because he, he could have came out probably saying all that shit, and then people... Could have been like oh he's doing too much like oh like he's like just saying sorry yo and, and then you, you see that now you know what i'm saying like a lot of people are getting are getting praises for what they've been doing and what they've been uh putting back into the culture and shit like that but then there's also a group of people you're you're looking at like ah you did that shit just for the clout like you did that shit just to do it and just to get your name out there I feel like he feels more comfortable in just donating to a serious cause, something I'm pretty sure that he feels close to. Because at the end of the day, like what other popular white wrestler was was doing segments with crime time? Or trying to or, or, or trying to make a, a faction out of the out of the three and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he knows his, he I think he knows his place and he just wants to give back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like Bieber, Bieber on the other, on the other sense, yo, people are going to love whatever he, whatever he does, bro. They're going to love whatever he does.
2: I mean, I didn't think Bieber would ever acknowledge that. It was always a thing about Bieber, how he's just, he has a bunch of white fans, but the dude literally is just. That's more than that, bro.
0: Running with it's black cool. culture. Yeah, but yo, I need my nigga. A little moreenitas and and the, and the, nah, I'm not saying not, that. I'm not saying they he love doesn't have them. them. They love
2: them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know he does. Same with John Cena. I'm sure all John Cena fans ain't white, obviously. Yeah. But obviously, he was portraying something that he's seen in the black culture. So yeah. Oh, definitely. tonight just to, to hear him acknowledge it. Just me. That's just me. No, no, no. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Just me. Hear him
0: acknowledge That's it. No, nah, no, nah, it's definitely a beautiful thing, bro. Definitely a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, besides all that, let's get into pro wrestling. Uh, New Japan opening up shop on Monday on the 15th. It's been a while. They've been away for a couple of months. Their last like really big show was Wrestle Kingdom in January. And... I know a lot of the people that looked for those alternatives to WWE are really happy with this. I mean, I'm really happy as well, even though I still label myself as a
1: <laughs>
0: casual, you know, casual fucking um, New Japan fan. I-, I love everything they do. I love it. I, lo- I love the, the people they have there. I just think they're going to have to work a little harder in these next couple of months. To get back the other casual fans, you know what I'm saying, like those those that are looking for that next big break for certain for certain um, for certain talent and stuff like that. But I'm happy to see them come by. I'm happy to see them, you know, open up shop and do what they got to do. Uh, what else? Meltzer always in the news once again. Always in the fucking news. But uh, Bendejo, Bendejo Meltzer. Not Dave or Pendejo. He's talking about that the Edge and Randy Orton match was already filmed in advance. And this is a match that was billed as the greatest match ever. 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 And I have, I mean, I have a little qualm with it because if it's already pre-taped, edited, to make it look better than what it really did, what, what it really is, it's like, how can we actually put it in that bracket? Like there's matches in that bracket that definitely deserve the title Greatest Match Ever. Like everybody goes back to Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. People go back to Macho Man Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. People go to one of my favorite matches of all time, The Rock and Hogan. You know, I hate to, I hate to him. And Mitt Hogan has like great matches, but he does like like regardless of him being the person, like he's in there with greatest matches. Of course, yes. being, being called. Um, even stuff that are that are more relevant to us, like the the, the trilogy and all, all these matches with Kenny Omega mm-hmm. and Okada, like they, they were they were phenomenal. Um Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, both of their matches at Mania. Was, was fucking insane. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair for Ric Flair's retirement match was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then you have Bret and Austin from WrestleMania 13. The fucking greatest swerve, I think, in wrestling. And when I say swerve, was Bret Hart going from a baby face to a heel, and Steve Austin going from a heel to a baby face. It happened yep. organically. You know what I'm saying, and then you you could always put like other matches in there. You could put the the Ironman match between Sean between Sean and Brett as well. That was a great match. Like there's a couple other matches that probably deserve the title. But if you're telling me you're coming with a match that's pre taped and edited, and I don't see the fuck ups, I can't put this shit in the category. I mean,
2: once again, it's just WWE. You know, living in the times, working with the circumstances that they have. If they can build a match to be considered the greatest match ever. Yeah. And they can edit it and retake shots and do things over and put it all together to make it the greatest match ever. Once again, you gotta give Vince's props, B. Like, there's not going to be another time where you can actually do this. So why not take the advantage to just go all out and say, yo, we're going to make this shit perfect. And they're actually building it as the greatest match ever. And it's like what I told you, it just seems like, you know, there's something more to what's going to happen.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't think you're going to call it that, and you're just going to have yourself a regular match. There's no, there's no reason to. So I figure if you're if you're putting that out there, something big, you know, maybe something big happens. Like I, I, I think Edge is just ready to jump off the building and try to try to, you know, frog splash or like do something crazy like that.
0: I mean, if he if he's into it to do some shit like that, especially with with his injuries, yeah. Well, why
2: wouldn't he be into it? Eleven years later, go all out. Fuck it, go all out, kid. Full extension.
0: (laughs) Feel me? But yeah, man, that's that's what you know. My my kind of like you know, what the fuck about that shit? You know what I'm saying?
2: I mean, again, bro, it's like you know, I like Drake. Drake is pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? But as a rapper. You know, if you got other niggas writing your lyrics, am I? you know, am I going to be like you're a dope rapper? No, you got like dope songs. So it's kind of like you're cheating. You know, like you became the fucking one of the greats right now, kind of by cheating, by letting other niggas write your rhymes. So this is kind of like cheating. If this turns into be the greatest match of all time, and it's because they did like two or three takes of a couple different segments, like they got on a Drake shit. They got on a Drake shit. They cheated a little bit, you know. They made it happen, and and who we are, man. So let's see what happens with that. Like let's see what they what they what WWE is going to consider the greatest match
0: ever. Okay. All right. I guess we could wait, wait and see, wait and see. That's this Sunday, so we'll see what the fuck is going on with that. But um, another thing, from what I've seen. Uh, early, uh, later this week, actually. Heyman is not the head writer for Raw right now. What they're doing right now is combining both writing groups for Raw and SmackDown as one. And Bruce Pritchard is heading the whole thing. Really? Yep.
2: Man. Shout out to the Bombies of the world. <laughs> Nah, that's that's you know, that's dope. How it came full circle because I remember like listening to Bruce Prichar's podcast when it first came out, and he had zero ties with WWE. Vince kind of wasn't even fucking with him. He would always make that clear.
0: And what? Two years later, maybe three years later, the most. Nah, when he got when he got fired it was like twelve years ago.
2: No, nah, no, nah, nah. but when he started his podcast. Ah. Uh, like two and a half years,
0: four, three years no, later. No, four years ago. Four years ago he started Wow, is
2: that old? Uh-huh. All right, well, four years later, he's part of the head. That's what's up. He
0: is the head writer. That's what's up. I fucks
2: with him, too.
0: Uh I do, because he knows how to break down the shit that we loved as kids. But I also feel that he's very out of touch with what's going on. That's just me that's just me talking. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like I feel like he's a little out of touch. I don't know how he can really bring up a brand cuz like there's so many there's so many like rumors and sayings about him that he just does shit in order to please Vince. Like his his mindset is not to build the brand. His mindset is just to please Vince and what he wants to see happen. And if that's and if that's what it is, is like, is that best for business? Whatever pleases Vince. Cause obviously I think that a lot of the you know the ratings and all the other shit has to do with the fans not being there. You're not getting the same type of reaction towards certain shit without the fans being there, without the fans giving you the oohs and the odds. Okay. And I feel like you'll start seeing the viewership go up once the fans are being implemented back into the shows. Like I know they, 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 they're putting their, you know, their school talent there to, to fill in as fans, but it's not the same. And you could even see it during the shows. Like they're not, they're not as engaged with raw and SmackDown the way they are with NXT shows. Cause we're at NXT shows. They're looking at people they see every day, so they want them to win. They're at a fucking Raw or SmackDown. They're not as invested in it because they really don't know who's in the fucking ring. And a lot of these people coming into the the performance center, let's let's be real, how many of them are actually wrestling fans from young? Most of them, when they come in, all you hear about is their background, either they're collegiate athletes or weightlifters or they were – Pro basketball players in India, or some stupid shit like that. Gender? I'm not talking about gender. I'm just talking. Oh, okay, about, my bad. <laughs> I was like, yo, gender. my son was, my son was posting niggas up. Now and... <laughs> nah, oh, there there, there, there's this uh, new tag team in in NXT. These Indian guys and their their managers, um, Stokely, this this Mo, this Morenito. What? Well, yeah, what's their name? I saw them.
2: Ah, I forgot Two big that name. Dudes. They,
0: have, they have like some real like culture name, which is great. Two big dudes, yeah. And one of them was uh, like a professional basketball player for like the Indian national team and shit. Mm. But, like, you hear stuff like that. You don't hear about them being like the last like recruit I heard about being a fan since day one was Velveteen Dream, and you can see it in the way he presents himself. He knows how to develop a character. He knows what he's doing with his character.
2: Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? A lot of these people are just incredible athletes that are looking for another way to make money. And I can't shit on them for that. Because that's what you got to do as you go through time, bro. You got to learn the way to make that dollar, monica. And it's all good. But know what you're doing. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? That's like if... I was like a great baseball player, but I ain't really give a shit about it. And then just wanted to get into it to see if I can make some bread. I gotta know what the fuck I'm doing, right? Nah, yeah, for sure. I get I get
2: exactly what you mean by that. Um and it it almost kinda feels like whack sometimes because you kinda want that dude that fought for his position and worked hard to get where he's at, rather than like going for a tryout because he knows how to do fucking 20 somersaults back to back. And it's like, oh, let's give this guy a gimmick. He's in. You know, so you kind of want that. that, You kind of want that guy that chased, you know, that chased his dream, made it. Exactly. Yeah. I feel what you're saying.
0: But, you know, like, let's see see what happens. Let's see what happens to a lot of these new recruits. Maybe there's some gems there that, you know, will look at and be like, wow. Like this is amazing, you know what I'm saying? Word. Right. But uh, this past Sunday was NXT in your house. Oh man, yo, they hit every nostalgia point, bro. For sure. From Todd Pettingill to the little commercials between matches, fucking Ico Pro. WWF ice cream bar, even though that shit is ass. There's no fucking chocolate. Um, just like <laughs> that was a fat boy would be saying that.
2: <laughs> nah, you know what's you know so crazy? I'm still trying to find them.
0: Yo, dude, stopping shop, bro. I just bought a pack. Oh for real? Yeah, I just bought a pack, and I was just like, oh, this ain't it. This this shit don't hit. Nah. Yeah, this shit don't hit. So I'm letting you know. I, I'll bring you one, bro. Don't buy it. All right. <laughs> any cards?
2: Did it come with any cards?
0: Nah, man. No. Oh shit, cards, man? bro.
2: Damn.
0: Nothing. See, I thought they were
2: going all the way back with it. Like, it came ah, with a it
0: really,
2: yeah. like, yeah, you're gonna get a fucking uh, a new day
0: card, but it's a card, you know? Like, don't get me started. Nothing. Nothing. Um. Everybody thought that. They had like some English dude doing a fucking budget Lord Alfred Hayes impression, and that was Steven Regal. Nice. Fucking amazing. And then just the opening. Remember when it was like, WWF, the leader in sports entertainment. Yeah, I caught that too. I thought that was fire. NXT, the leader, five years in the lead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was dope.
2: Yeah, that's fire.
0: Yeah. Shout to,
2: yo, shout to Triple H, man.
0: Yes, man. Again, bro. Yo, and shout out to Sean Michaels not knowing what to do with a computer for twenty five years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he knows exactly what to do with a computer. Chill, wow, he's not so cool, not to use it. Go, oh, I'm so cool! I don't even know what this does. Like, well, chill out, what Shawn. happens if I press enter? <laughs> chill out, Sean. You know exactly what it does. The little scruffy ass, looking like a, looking like a young elf. <laughs> You're looking straight Alf in the face. <laughs> nah, but it was dope. It was it was dope to see DX together. Yeah. Um, dope. the set of the pay per view was.
1: Yo, wait. You said Alf. Like right?
0: Alf. Yes. Or like he could. He looked like he could be a fucking a OG in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, but look. I'm not, I know,
2: but I'm saying this nigga is a young elf. There's just no,
0: watch when I show you this. Yes. That's him at the computer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> um, But yeah, the set was, set was fire. I mean, did they use the old set? It looked pretty much they, exactly the probably, same.
0: I think they probably did and they just spiced it up a little bit. I like, I love I loved how Johnny Gargano came out of the house and he had the keys. Because that all tied in to uh to the story that they were telling, like how he fucking jammed the key in uh Keith Lee's eye and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that was pretty dope.
2: There was a part where during the match, he was like knocking on the door. <laughs> he was like knocking on the door and Keith Lee, yeah, I was dying because Keith Lee is like slowly walking behind him and Gargano is like putting on this show like he's actually scared. It was pretty good. It was pretty good.
0: It was awesome, man. I mean, uh that match was was great because I like how they use the fact of the injuries. Because you gotta you gotta do Gargano size going against somebody, Keith Lee's size. Like you're you're expecting a squash, so for Gargano to, you know, focus on the injuries and make the match more more even than what it is, I felt like it told a great story within the match. Right, felt like it told a great story. Um, opening up, I know they had a six man, uh, six woman match. It was all right. Nothing, nothing really too uh, crazy, but um. But I did tell you. Uh, Finn versus Damian Priest. I mean, Damian Priest came in looking like Bar Beefcake in '89 and shit. <laughs> you know, with the fucking <laughs> with the tights. All he, all he was
2: missing was the fishnet arm. Yeah, arm sleeve, tight. <laughs> he was just missing the fishnet arm sleeve, though, That's to it. go with
0: it. That's it. Looking like Brutus the Bar beefcake in 89, bro. Hair and everything, my nigga. A Puerto Rican style Brutus. (laughs)
1: Love
2: the prop. Love the prop. (laughs) He's just so happy to be here on the desk. That's funny. (laughs) He used to walk around with the hedge clippers. And then he used to always, like, Decorate them, put like different color tape on the handles. Oh
1: yeah,
0: look like fucking can- candy stripes and shit. Yo, Brutus the Bar Beefcake was nasty, bro. Uh, he used to do like, the...
1: that though. Yeah. Oh, there you go.
0: There you go. Uh-oh. <laughs> but how about uh, how about Marwanallo and his uh hip hop references? What? <laughs> what was it he said? The Woo Drop. Done? Yeah, uh, Finn Balor came in strong, and he's like, Finn Balor hit Damian Priest with the Meet the Woo dropkick. <laughs>
1: what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he probably just finished listening to Meet the Woo Part 2, my nigga.
2: I mean, I, trust me, I'm a big fan of the of the references. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The hip hop references, but I need them to make at least a little bit of sense, or at least give us some type of context of why we're just randomly yeah. meet
1: the wall.
0: Sometimes he just be saying some random shit. Like when he sees somebody's like really going in and beating the shit out of somebody, yeah, he's telling you holler at your boys because something's coming. Like, I'm like what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need to watch a couple of interviews with that guy Is he like a really big hip hop head?
0: Oh, he's He's such a big hip hop head And he does like his own beats at home No way Yeah, but you know He, he also suffers from like I Depression think Depression and stuff like that so, you know, I mean, well. those, are, those are his outlets Like him Him doing like announcing And announcing And this, this is not the only thing he does Like he did MMA, boxing He, he did a couple of Mayweather matches and shit yeah, yeah. Um, whatever
2: happened with that little static that him and um, Corey Graves was
0: having? I think, I think that shit is dead. That shit is dead.
1: Yeah. yeah, I wasn't feeling
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't feeling it to the point where I feel like Corey Graves was to, kind of picking at something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's a lot of people that suffer from this shit. There's nothing to pick at. You know what I mean?
1: Oh wait! Here he is, the hot stepper murderer.
0: Yo, he'll say some shit like that, bro. And and will it will better just... not ever say that, <laughs> yo. But I'm just saying he would say things like that, and it just makes sense. Like the shit with Finn Balor just came out of nowhere. I'm like, whoa, okay. I haven't heard I haven't heard a fucking pop smoke reference in wrestling.
2: This nigga was patiently waiting for a track to explode on. <laughs> Yo, why nobody called out 50 for that? Yeah <laughs> Alright, we can move on I'm just like
0: But um, yeah, man I, A lot of people, you know Give shit to Damian Priest Because he's been on a little losing streak But Like this this All this does is bring me back to where Andrade was When he first came into NXT You know, he won a couple of matches his first go around, and then he went on a crazy losing streak to where they tied it into a, a storyline where he was just a playboy. He's out all night. That's why he's losing. Well, if you see most of, like, Damian Priest's uh, early vignettes and promos, he was, like, he had, like, that, uh, that, goth, that goth look. Chilling, that, Puerto, chilling. that Puerto Rican goth look, yeah, like that chilling, that chilling at night with all, with all the bitties and just yeah, welcome to my kingdom, uh, you know <laughs> all that shit. And I feel like it's gonna tie into it. I, I know, listen, he it's not like he's losing and putting on bullshit matches and looking and looking ass in the ring. Like he's actually looking really good in the ring and putting on a show. So I feel like they have something there waiting for him. It's just not now. NXT is just heavy with talent. Or it's like you're going to give him a, a fucking winning streak but for what? It's for him to go where? For him to do what? Yeah. Not yet. Not
2: yet. Let him keep continuing. Yeah. Let him just keep doing what he's doing. Because, yeah, being the box, being like towards the middle bottom of the roster in NXT is still an amazing thing because
0: like you said they got a lot of talent there amazing amount of talent but yo shout out to them for opening up uh in your house and it being a phenomenal a phenomenal start to a fucking crazy show uh another match that um i'm kind of 50 50 with was uh, Cole versus Velveteen Dream. I know you really liked that match, so go in on that. Let me know what you think about that match. I, I liked
2: it. Not for nothing, I read I, I read a, a couple of reviews and they were shitting on the match. Like, you know, they were talking about how it didn't need, like, the theatrics and all this shit. But it's like, yo, bro, we're not really going to be able to do this no more once shit goes back to normal. Like there's not gonna be a need for the theatric matches, it's not gonna be empty arenas like this shit is gonna go away, this shit is gonna go back to normal. So in a back in a back lot street brawl, I felt like the theatrics, you know, with the lighting and everything, like that should look dope. From the way the from the way they arrived to the ring, yeah, your man Velveteen Dream was in a fucking in a Lambo. Or Ferrari. I don't know my cars. But whatever. He was in some fly shit. He hopped out with the bat. Just looking John's. Like looking like the next fucking champ, son. But he lost. But it was a good match. It was a good match.
0: Yeah, he looked like uh he looked like homie from Star Wars and shit, bro. Who like um um Modoya or whatever his name is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Came out yeah. looking like that, nigga, ready. Finn, to, Finn. Yeah, looking like ready, ready to fuck niggas up. But um, I kind of agree with it not needing the theatrics, just because I feel like their story didn't didn't accumulate to that. Like if they were gonna do a backlash brawl, they could have just done done a no holes bar match in the ring. They stepped outside, came back in. They could have just used everything to their disposal for that. I just feel like these cinematic matches. I feel like even when we get back to us having a crowd, these cinematic matches are going to be key to opening up a new platform for wrestling because there always has to be something new. Like with Matt Hardy when he was in uh, Impact Wrestling, he first, you know, had these, uh, um, you know, the Hardy Compound matches and all this shit. Me, I remember me, LP, and Shais being, like, floored with this shit. Like, yo, what the fuck is this? We did not understand it. Like, it took literally, for I know for me, myself, it took at least two or three views to actually understand it. But now seeing it and wanting something different besides, like, just wrestlers wrestling without any crowd, I I think I appreciate it a little more as it was happening. But it's not going anywhere. And I feel like it should just be saved for times where either you're hiding deficiencies in some of the talent or trying to really tell a story, come to a climatic end to a story or opening up a story, whatever it may be, or having that transition. It's either one of those three. It can't be, that that was the that was the end of a story without any real story tied into it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I felt like it was between them. And then these are two young, young competitors that in the ring, they would have gave us way more than being outside with a whole bunch of fucking headlights. That's what I thought. Another match, another match that was uh I think really really great was the main event. The main event was a triple threat match for the women's NXT title. And I'm just I'm just happy that Io Shirai got her got her win. Uh she she's really been looking for this one. I mean, she's lost to Shayna Baszler when Shayna Baszler was champion. She, she went through a transition, went into this heel phase. And, you know, like, a lot of people was like, yo, why is the heel getting appreciated in this match? Not even only in this match, but let's, let's be honest. Is there any really heels and baby faces anymore? It really isn't. Not like before. Nah, it's not like before. You don't know who's who. Because the regular fan nowadays it's just going to cheer for whoever they fucking want to cheer for. Yeah. It was kind of like that back in the day, but it's it's more it's more prevalent now with the way with the way shit it the way shit going down like, you know, it's just it's just a different crowd, man. You just got to feed off the crowd and give them a great match. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Bully Ray was was talking about it on his on his podcast busted open radio that rules <laughs> and referees are basically obsolete like referees are just figureheads in a match and rules don't matter anymore and i i kind of understand that and like i i wouldn't i wouldn't mind like a double dq or a dq or just you know just different types of finishes to to matches but that's just me looking at it from when i was a kid and how i seen shit right no but nowadays you're catering to a whole different audience. This audience wants nonstop action. This audience wants big move after big moves, big spot after big spot. Like you can't lead up to shit. It's only certain, certain performers that ac- actually can lead up to moves and make it seem like it's something to wait for. Because besides that, like a lot of a lot of this audience is going to these, you know, Independent, independent matches, and they're going ape shit in the fucking ring. Then they go to a fucking WWE or AEW show. AEW, that's what they're doing. Like they're they're trying to keep up with with the young guns. WWE is trying to tell stories, and it's not working. And then they start speeding up stories, and they're like, "Yo, why they speed up that story for?" Like oh, mm-hmm. look you can't be fucking satisfied. Then
2: never gonna satisfy anybody. But <clears throat> I remember back in the day, the referees, you know, they used to play a big, important role in matches. Yeah. Um, they would do things that would extend the matches. Um, they would do things to slow down the matches. Um, because I remember back in the day, like, the matches were at a super slow pace. Yeah. They would reach all four corners of the ring. I mean, they, they used to even go as far as to ch- choke each other with the, with the tag team, you know, the little string you got to hold on to when you. Oh, <laughs> That's it. let him go. Let him go.
1: <laughs> you The know,
2: so ref will come through One, like, break two, it up. Three, three, four. Come on, break it up. He'll count to four and then still be like, yo, break it up.
0: Let me count again. One, two, three. Don't make me get to five. Don't make me get to five. <laughs>
2: So, like, all that shit, used to love all that shit. That shit was, like, uh, it was it was a part of the match. It was a part of wrestling. It was a part of fucking the greatness that used to go on in the ring. Because I remember when we used to play wrestling, Um, to be the ref, too, you kind of felt like you had all the control. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if refs feel that way. They <laughs> just walk into the ring, like. Dude, I used to love when, like, Earl Hefner used to, like, grab the championship belt and then like hold it in the air and show it to like all the I, I used to love that shit. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't really see that anymore. You don't really know the refs' names anymore. Um, it's just kind of disconnected from the refs nowadays.
0: Like I feel like AEW is kind of bringing it back somewhat because they they announced like the ref that's in the match for a fucking championship match. You know what I'm saying? Like they have they have homegirl. Her name is Aubrey Hefner, Hefner Hefner or whatever the fuck. I'm not sure if she has any type of relation to Earl or Dave Hefner, but if she doesn't and they're using the last name, yo, listen, that shit is gold, my nigga. You oh,
2: it's
0: hear that name, gold. huh? It's definitely gold. It's gold. It's gold. You hear that name and you're like, oh, get out of here. You start thinking as a fan, oh. That's probably his daughter. No, no, you know what? That's his niece. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. That's his niece from his third mother. Like, <laughs> you know, you start making up shit.
2: You know what I mean? I mean, yo, it'll be dope if if they do have a relation because Definitely. the Hefners are well known in the referee. In the wrestling service.
1: quarters.
0: In the wrestling yeah. quarters.
2: There's nothing more classic than when
0: the double Earl Hefner, the evil Earl Hefner, Ugh. that's, that's classic. Fucking million dollar man, that's how I became champion. That's a classic, bro. <laughs> that's a classic. See, you got the rough involved. But listen, um, in NXT they're uh, translating storylines right now. You got Finn Balor calling out Keith Lee, but he <laughs> said. Uh, the the, uh, the camera came close to me he's like I've won almost any every title that's here in WWE he didn't even say NXT he's like in WWE he's like one title I haven't won it's a North American title he's like Keith Lee when you're done playing house come see me where's that,
2: where's that Finn Balor shirt
0: at <laughs> yo oh my god I don't even know, to be honest with you, bro. It's here, it's here somewhere. What
2: you think? Because, you know, it's funny. At the same time that Finn Balor is doing that, Keith Lee is putting his attention to Adam Cole. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like you see. I could, uh, I could see the transition going on. I could see Keith Lee losing
0: the belt. But. Focusing on Adam Cole. all right the closing to NXT this Wednesday was probably one of the best closings I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Where Cameron Cross had his girl come out the hourglass and let Adam Cole know that his time is almost up. So fire. Listen, everybody's saying it's a little too early. Who else? Who else is he coming for? Bro. It's not too early for a nigga like that.
2: It's not early. Just give it to him. Like, just let him keep running. Cause honestly, like, what he has going on right now, like, he's look, I don't know,
0: look wise, just everything. Like, the he has it, bro. Listen, the presentation of the whole character, everything, him being so involved with it. He has it. But this is what happens when a talent becomes so, becomes his character. Right. You know what I'm saying? And makes it what it is. Like your boy, Bruce the Bar of Beefcake. He wouldn't have been over if he didn't come out with hedge hedge scissors.
2: Let's just call him Beefcake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr.
1: Beefcake?
2: That
0: shit is wild. Um, No, but my thing is this. It's like, a lot of people say, oh, why di- why doesn't this person get over? Why doesn't this person get over? It has to do with the person itself. You could give them the greatest character ever. You could give them the greatest gimmick ever. Anything to make them go over. If this person is not fully invested, but if he is fully invested and he's just not that charismatic to get it over, what do you want everybody else to do? Yeah, if it's not hitting, it's not hitting. That's
2: this it. is actually like... I'm fucking with it. This shit, yo.
0: Listen, he's gonna blow up. Yo, issue five of the storyline yeah. tease is gonna be car- is gonna be carrying across, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's the real deal,
2: bro. I could definitely see that dude blowing up for sure, hundred percent.
0: Definitely, bro. And I feel like he's he's into it. He got his girl there with him, and it's just. Yo, this shit just gives me like Marvel comic vibes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like either him as Thanos, and you know his girl being the 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 the, the, the green the green chick from Guardians of the Galaxy, or like you know like Silver Surfer and wifey. Like you know, just it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like that's what I see. Like they, they're coming into a, a new universe and they're taking over. Yeah, I like it. I love what it. What was he before? He was in Impact Wrestling. Impact didn't do shit with him. He was beyond over in Impact, like to the point where they should have been put the title on to him. Both of them were in Impact. He mm-hmm. went to AAA. He went to Mexico. was a big thing in Mexico. And, you know, that WWE money, bro. That, that, that Vince McMahon money, man. That Vince McMahon money platform
2: you know what I'm saying? Like still so me,
0: baby. Something different, baby. And Nike, Walt Disney. Nah, I'm not <laughs>
1: like
0: that. Nah, nah. But um I, I can't wait to see what's happening, man. Like I, I'm very, very uh intrigued with Finn Balor versus Keith Lee, uh Carrion Cross versus Adam Cole. This is gonna set up to be uh a fucking incredible takeover in August. I can't wait. You know, and there's a whole lot of fucking rumors with Adam Cole, whole, um, his whole contract being up in August. Is this tying into it? I feel that he shouldn't go anywhere. He hasn't made. He
2: ain't
0: within The 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 bigger, you know, the bigger platform, everything within WWE itself, not under the umbrella, but on the umbrella. He you know hasn't. It, made He built, he's building
2: his legacy right now. Like, that Undisputed Era shit, the matches that he's putting on in NXT, like, he's literally building his legacy. If he was to walk away from that, like, it was, it's almost like, what was the point? You got got Shawn
0: Michaels as your coach. What the fuck you gonna get in AEW, my nigga? Red Dust. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Red Dust. <laughs> They're concentrated on FTR, but yeah, listen. I want to transition that real quick. AEW is looking pretty good right now. It's looking really good, especially within the tag team division. Oh yeah, I mean, I could call out eight tag teams within AEW right now. That. They can, have, they can have segments for until next year. Think about it. Eight teams. Each team has a, has a fight with one of the teams. Just once, you got 64 matches right there. You know what I'm saying? You got Proud and Powerful, Ortiz and Santana. By the way, I do not understand why they're not in the title picture. Still don't understand that right now. You got the Lucha bulls Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. You got the Young Bucks, Omega and Page, who are the tag champs. FTR, SCU, Private Party, and Jurassic Express. Like, you have a mixture of veterans and, and young, young, young guns there. They, I think they're on the brink of a tag team revolution that we haven't seen in a long time. In a long, long time. And the reason why I say that, because the last time I seen any type of, any type of like tag team movement within a whole was WWE. When I mean within a whole, because a lot of those teams were in NXT at the moment. You had the two teams basically on top, which was New Day and Usos, right? You had the New Day, you had Usos, and then you had Sheamus and Cesaro as a team that was fucking phenomenal. At one point, you had Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. That was a great fucking team as well. Uh, And then in NXT, you had The Revival. You had American Alpha. That was um, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. That was fucking great. Uh, Undisputed Era. You had... uh, Hold on, hold on. Oh, shit. There's so many fucking teams. Um You had AOP. AOP was delivering fucking great matches. You had DIY, Johnny Gargano, and fucking Tommaso Ciampa together as a team was fucking great. There was just a whole lot of tag team business going on in WWE that felt like it was bringing us back to the Attitude Era. Now, I go back to the Attitude Era where you had phenomenal teams. You had Edge and Christian, the Dudley Brothers, the Dudley Brothers, You had Edge and Christian, Dudley Brothers, Hardy Boys, AOP, uh, New Age Outlaws. And then at at one time, you had Kane and Undertaker tagging together. You had Sean and Hunter Hearst Helmsley tagging together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had great fucking teams, bro. Or just great talent coming together to make a fucking team. The Rock and Sock Connection. (laughs) You know what I'm saying And I feel that AEW Is starting to come back to that Like They have the opportunity To start this new Revolution of tag teams And give them time Now my thing is Are they going to give them time Because within the first Year or so of them being Open for business Tag team wrestling hasn't really been Their forte and then a lot of people go to you know, you know, during the coronavirus and the pandemic, they didn't showcase those tag teams because a lot of them, a lot of those people stayed home, regardless of the fact WWE tried to showcase tag teams. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't, you know, they don't. They didn't. They didn't do it to any avail. Like it, it didn't. It didn't work. Yeah, there was no. There was no real impact. They no impact whatsoever.
2: Some. It, it looks like they they're. they're they're going to build a good tag team and then it just falls to shit. Yeah,
0: and I hate that because then I start thinking about Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Ricochet was coming into his own. You know, that whole talking shit in the match and just being like, yo, got him! Hit him with a knee and I'm like, he's starting to show character. He's starting to show some type of likability for the audience.
1: Right.
0: But I think Vince is kind of like going nuts because he has nothing to go off. Like the only re- the only way you know if a talent is getting over is how the crowd reacts. There's no crowd reaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then comes in all the changes. There's no reason to change anything right now. Cuz you don't know how the people are feeling at home. I'm I'm pretty sure he's not reading through tweets and fucking and fucking blogs about what they think about certain people. Well, I mean, you see
2: what they're doing with the tag team division now. They got the Street Profits and the Viking Warriors, uh, you know, playing sports with each other and, you
0: know, being and together. Wack. And that shit is whack. Right now, yeah. if this is the best time ever for the Street Profits just to, like, Yo, for a fucking Montez Ford to just throw the wreck cup on the floor, Andre Dawkins just to take shit off and be like, this ain't us. Fuck that. We're going to be us and just go, go ham, my nigga. Go, go fucking heal on these Viking Raider niggas, bro. Pull up with the Black Lives Matter. That's probably a little too much. Oh. But no, for, for the moment, because, like, listen, if. Bobby Lashley beats Drew McIntyre at Backlash for the heavyweight championship for the WWE championship. What are niggas gonna say, bro? Oh, it's just because of what's going on now. Blah 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 blah. And then if no none of this was going down and Bobby Lashley would have won, why is Bobby Lashley winning? Bobby Lashley ain't over. What is he doing? Da, 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 da. And then the other the other conversation is why is there any black champions? And it's like You can't win right now. This is an era of no winning. Yeah. But you know what? How about you look back and look at AEW? What the fuck has they been doing with their titles, bro? What? Just because the first tag team to win the belt, it was a a trio. It wasn't a tag team. It was a fucking trio. Because SCU is a fucking trio of three niggas together winning a tag title. And one of them happens to be black. Mm. What else, bro? What else? That all. <laughs>
2: what else? <laughs> was it was that stack?
0: What else?
2: No, that's um <laughs> Red Cafe.
0: There we go. <laughs> Brooklyn. Oof. Those are
2: some nasty. Those are some nasty times in hip hop, man.
0: Those are those are those, those mixtape days. Those were case. Uh, days. New York,
2: New York was doing bad at that time, boy.
0: Nah, not not bad, bad, bro. Because at that time you had you you had stack. No, I know you had some niggas. Don't get it confused. I know you had some. But niggas. then you had a nigga like Shay Davis and his guns go blam. Nah, 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 hold on.
2: We <laughs> fuck. We, we fuck with Shay Davis. <laughs> Fuck Not the
0: greatest lyricists, but we fuck with Shea Davis. And then you had um the uh, the biggie number two. What was his name? Gravy.
2: Yeah, and you had fucking Sicario.
0: Sicario. Oh, man. Had Uptown going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even Dominican. <laughs>
2: they thought he was Dominican. They was with it. Then they found out that nigga was fucking what Panamanian. Panamanian, like ah. Uh... It was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, you were just saying people will never bump this guy again, and you never
0: heard from him again. Oh, but wait, wait! Not it doesn't matter if you ain't heard from him. He was ca- he was collecting checks. Why? Because he wrote uh, a verse for Angie Martinez. Nah, he wrote he wrote songs for a lot of people. Oh, for real? Yeah. You wanna you wanna give me a song? I just seen... I'll I'll be honest, man. I've seen a lot of checks go to his name through Def Jam. That's all I'm saying.
2: Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he learned something new every day. Yep. Still had no effect on his...
0: uh... Oh, no, no. His popularity ain't shit. It ain't shit. (laughs) He wrote for people, but it ain't shit, bro. What do you think about AEW right now? Do you think they... They have the key to start, like, a tag team revolution. Do you think they're going to do it? Like, what's up?
2: I mean, while while it seems like every other promotion's tag team is – the tag team division isn't doing that well, AEW is just levels above everybody. So as long as they keep it up and they keep introducing new tag teams or or just, you know, showcasing the tag teams they already have – yeah, they'll stay on top of that. I mean, it's going to take a lot for WWE um, to catch up as far as tag teams are concerned. Because okay. every time they seems like they try to introduce a new tag team, they don't be hitting.
0: Yeah, uh, shit don't hit. You know what saying? They don't be hitting. So yeah.
2: right. it just right. seems like it seems like AEW. Every time they introduce a new tag team, you're kind of like, all right,
0: who the fuck are these guys? I mean, the revival ain't new. You know what I'm saying? And what, what I seen, what they did against uh, the Blade and the Butcher. It was good. Uh, yeah, it was good. I felt like it was, you know, normal. It was normal for, for what they do. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like they changed their move. They don't have the Dream Shatterer. They don't have the, what's it called? Yeah, the Dream Shatterer anymore. They're, they're basically doing the Arn and Telly move. That Spike Power Drive. Yeah, I saw that. That's what they used to do when they were the Brain Busters. Yeah, I remember. So, I mean, let's see what happens. I I, I just feel, I don't know, man. I just feel a four horse, a new age of four horsemen coming. Oh, Lord. And, and listen, if they don't play that fire-ass entrance music, they better not do it whatsoever, bro. <sighs> Man, if AEW births a four-horseman,
2: I don't know. I know you're waiting for it, and I know that they already kind of got three guys that can do it. They just need one more to to bring it all together. But well, how far is this entrance? can't even really hear it. Who's
0: that? Four Horsemen. I hear now. Yo, I could have sworn that was Journey on the guitar, bro. I feel like rapping to that shit. That shit's on fire. That shit is fire, my nigga. Fire. (laughs) It was fire in
2: WCW. It was fire in WWF. Is it
0: gonna you know, be fire in AEW? You know what's funny is that at one point WWE had four members of the Four Horsemen there at the same time, and they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, cause it's old. Give it up. Oh, I'm talking about back in the day, my nigga, when the shit when the shit was still hitting. No, it wasn't. My nigga, you're not going to tell me that in the late late 80s, early 90s, Four Horsemen wasn't hit. Four Horsemen was hit in the mid-90s when we were watching Nitro, my nigga. When I used to see Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko in the Four Horsemen, that shit hit. Of course. Of course. So you're not going to tell me that shit don't hit, my nigga.
2: I get what you're saying. I just, uh, just give us something new, man. You don't bring something back, bring back the nation of domination. Don't bring back fucking the four horsemen. Nation bring back
0: else. nation of domination with MVP leading with the Street Profits and uh Cedric and Ricochet.
2: And they threw up the blood sign.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: like, They're like right? we are the nation, loving
0: in color. Don't diss the man or we bum rush your mother. <laughs> Shout out to Woofy D. Oh man, they got they yo. They gotta bring uh, Mister uh, Cash from a Weedy back as a writer for that shit.
2: One time, why not
0: bring him back as a writer? Bring him back. That's the only way I think that will hit right.
2: <laughs> and just have two white rappers do the intro again.
0: Oh uh, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I have the street prophets do the intro. The uh, street prophets need to do something, bro. They need you know, to do you know how I feel. Yeah, they need to do something, bro. Song of the week, bro. What up? That's it. With that night we're going with that. Hold on, bro. hold on, hold on. We forgot. We forgot one thing, bro.
2: Talk to me. We forgot to talk about Santos. Escobar.
0: Oh, Santos Escobar. My name is Santos Escobar. I am your cruiserweight champion, and nobody can touch me. Fire. That was fire. That was absolute fucking fire, bro. I love it. And, you know, I've been telling you, I was like, I know he has something to do with those luchadors coming in trying to fucking kidnap people and shit. And, you know, what's funny is, is that that whole kidnapping scenario shit, that shit was going on a couple of weeks before he even debuted on fucking NXT. Mm-hmm. So, and for, for them to tie everything in and make it something right now. And then he, you know, he already, he already unmaxed himself because him leaving AAA in Mexico, he, he went for a mask versus mask match with uh, La Parca and lost. So he had to unmask himself. So, you know, it was great. They played into that. It was dope. Loved it. Loved it. Um, I did have a
2: question for you. So, um, because I was watching Orton and Champa mm, go yeah. back and forth with each other. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, like, what gives Champa the balls? The testicular fortitude? To answer what gives, back? What gives, what gives him the neck beard? To answer Sam. back? What what who put who get who put black Air Force Maxes on this man? I mean, who put black Air Forces on this man? Like, how is he doing that? Like, how the fuck is he really trying to go back and forth
0: with Orton? Put me on, bro. All right, who's yes, this guy? him basically like shut his shit down though. I know, I know, like, like right away. He's like, oh, okay, he's like, I'm talking to the heart and soul of a wrestling school, like.
2: <laughs> Which is like, honestly, this, when he said that, is what had me thinking,
0: like, word, like, who the fuck is this nigga? Why is, why is Orin at, at the end of the day, I know that's your man's. Yeah, at the end of the day, NXT is putting on better shows than the main roster. Oh, uh, that's that's why? That's why. I'm not saying that's why. Just like Oren, he's a veteran as well. You know, he got called up. He got called up to the main roster, got injured, couldn't go through with it, right? Because him and Johnny Gargano at one point both got called up to the main roster. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, they debuted I think it was on SmackDown. I don't know if it was Raw, but I think it was on SmackDown two years ago. And the shit didn't didn't add up right. But if anybody could go blow for blow, word for word with Randy Orton, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Randy Orton is a young OG. He's a legend. Facts. He's a legend killer. He's a legend in the making. Look at everything he's done. He's a fourteen-time, think no, either fourteen or thirteen-time champion. He's the legend killer. You know he. Who else had? Who else had those type of? You know those type of matches, those type of segments with those with with people that mattered so much in the industry. Hard up. Who else right now with John Cena being out? There's nobody else closer to John Cena at the moment than Randy Orton. Mm. Nobody else. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. I was a fucking Randy Orton fan. I'll never forget. Yo, Shice at LP used to hate Randy Orton. Like, oh, he doesn't deserve it. What the fuck? I was like, yo, he's a great heel. Look what he's doing. He makes you guys hate him. Like, you guys fucking hate him. That's his job to make you guys hate him. And he's doing that shit to a fucking T while delivering great matches. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: And I think with Ciampa, this is my this is my thing. There's nobody else in NXT that could go after Randy Orton. Nobody else but Ciampa. Why? Ciampa has the accolades of NXT. Ciampa is basically the OG of NXT. So who better to go at Randy Orton? And Randy Orton has always been trying to go at NXT, saying that they're just, you know... They minor league they ain't, they ain't about the big league and all that other shit but that all that all that is doing is putting more eyes on that product which they need they need more eyes on it
2: nah, yeah yeah I get that part of it I get I get all that it's just like I feel like you haven't really given me a true reason
0: so then you know what go back to his matches with well his whole story with Johnny Gargano besides that Right. If you go to that, go to his matches with uh, Aleister Black, go to his tag team matches as DIY with AOP, um, the Revival, uh, American Alpha. You can see how great Ciampa is. You know, he hasn't been uh, a single star for more than a couple of years. But what he's doing as a single star, like the story with him and Gargano is probably the best told story in wrestling since shit. my nigga. Like to be honest, look, look, look how stump I am right now. I can't tell you what's a better story. Mm. Like, this is what you want out of town to give you these moments where people will talk about it and have to really think about what can actually match that in recent times. You go always think about what matches that. If you go back in the day and all that shit, but it's just thinking about it in recent times. Like the only thing that really comes to about is the whole the whole story Daniel Bryan and him becoming champion. Him get him getting him getting always fucked over by the corporation. You know what I'm saying to the point where he beat John Cena at SummerSlam, and then Triple H pedigrees him, and Randy Orton <laughs> comes out with his Money in the Bag briefcase and cashes it in. And then this shit goes from that summer, not even only that, because months before that, they were already getting that Daniel Bryan. So it was like a whole year storyline until Daniel Bryan went in to New Orleans and WrestleMania 30 and beat not only Triple H, but also in a triple threat match, Dave Batista and Randy Orton to become a dual champion. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that story equals up to what Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa was doing for like two and a half, three years. Yo, like, their story was like two years, my nigga. The shit was fucking amazing. And if anybody's going to step up for NXT and let niggas know, like, yo, you can't talk about my peoples like this, like, yo, we out here doing the doing the most for niggas, it's going to be Chompa. That's why he goes into that match with Karrion Cross in your house, takes that L in seven minutes and is untouched. He can still come back like it is what it is. Only person in NXT that could take a loss like that Build the star even more to the point where he's challenging Adam Cole now. Who else, who else is going to give? Can we cross that clock? Cesaro ain't there. I was going to
2: say, if you get Cesaro in there, you get C.P.O. <laughs> in there. Cesaro
0: ain't there, my man. You get C.P.O. in there. See, I don't know what he's doing with his 53-year-old ass, my nigga. But he ain't there. Champa is NXT. Point blank he don't need the title. He's one of those he's one of those talents that he can have the title here and there but he don't need the title to be somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? He don't need it. You already know who he is. You already know his resume. You know the accolades already. You ain't going to question the man. Now you got somebody coming coming from the big leagues trying to diss your people, you got to step up. You're the only one that can step up because of those accolades.
2: Step up. That's it. Like I don't know. They look. It, it looks weird with them going back and forth, and it's kind of like when um, when um, when Orton responded. I almost felt like Gargano was just like. I mean, um, Champa was like, "Damn, shit, fuck," he got me. Yeah, me dogs.
0: Nah. I feel, I feel that uh Randy Orton is going to start showing up to NXT soon. Mm, That'll be fire. That'll be dope. That's what they need. Fire. They need to go. Dude, there is so much talent within the main brands, which are Raw and SmackDown and NXT. And now that you can't use all talent from all three brands, why not put everything together, bro? For sure, I why agree. Not, why not put everything together? Why, why not? You know, everybody's saying that Vince McMahon is the one holding everything back from WWE being great because of you know everything they have. Maybe that's maybe that's the case. But at the end of the day, you already know you already know where the best talent in the world is at. You're not gonna tell me different, bro. You're not gonna you're not gonna fucking try to have a conversation with me and telling me how how great New Japan is and they're better than No, nah, my nigga. No, they can't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If they're not competing with NXT, bro. Like I understand that Raw and SmackDown only getting a million and a half a half to maybe two million people watching their shit. What what is AEW getting? AEW's not even cracking the mill, my nigga. So you're not gonna yo don't. No, 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 many guys are hard, loco. Don't, don't waste my time with that shit. Show me something, because at the end of the day, the most fire underground talent, indie talent, is either in the performance center or on NXT at the moment. Yes, AEW got some fire talent. There's one, and it's a female that I wish WWE had, and that's Big Swol. Fucks for her, bro fucks with her all day. She dope. Yep. Just like that. She dope. Wish she was a, wish she was in NXT or uh, maybe Raw or something. But you know what? I want to see her win, bro. Her. I just need somebody there to like mold her talent, and she's going to be phenomenal. She's going to be great. I can't wait to see it. True indeed, bro. Can't wait to see it.
2: I can't wait to smoke during her matches.
0: All right, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, not
2: <laughs> actually.
0: <laughs> but um, uh, we're going with that. Uh, that what was it. Um, that ninety-five, that Freddie Gibbs ninety-five.
2: Let's go with that. Uh, that Nicki Minaj Takashi six-nine trolls. She was sounding fire. That was sounding like fire.
0: I, I haven't heard it, bro. I'm not going with that. She was sounding like
2: a hot, flaming pile of shit. <laughs> she she did what?
0: a new song with that nigga? Seriously?
2: She did a song, a video. She did a fucking live with him talking about, like, people, be, people keep mistaking the rap game with the street game. And that's how people end up snitching. And you know what? If you a snitch, then that's that's just that's just how it is. Like, you just got to be who you are type shit. And people keep thinking that I can't do a song with 6ix9ine because he a snitch, but this is hip-hop. Yeah, Nicki played herself. She's looking super nasty. Not only is she pregnant, but she got her whole titties out. She got her whole ass out. Pregnant?
0: She's Pregnant.
1: Yeah, but you, you can you kind of see her belly in the in the video and shit.
0: Oh my god! You know what? She's mad comfy right now, bro. She got all the money in the world. She good, bro. She don't get. She's
2: probably like, fuck it. I'm gonna just, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get a bag off this shit. Why not? This thing is ain't gonna be able to perform nothing. I'll be out there performing this song, whatever.
0: Okay, con yeah. over there giving him a song. Oh my god! Yo, but the crazy
2: shit is. So listen to this. I don't remember Shorty's name, but this nigga was calling out this Rock Nation um, exec that basically helped, helped Meek Mill like avoid jail time. Mm-hmm. So Takashi was saying her name, and he was like reading from an article that how she worked with the DEA to avoid Jail time and to bring down like some Colombian or some Venezuelan drug dealers. No, and she, she worked in cooperation with them to bring them down and you know she avoided jail time, so she basically snitched. In other
0: words, oh, that's um, you know, what that is I, I forgot her name. I think she's cutie too. OG One's wife, she's cutie, but whatever.
2: So he was like, "Yo, she is a clear snitch. She worked with the DA. Why y'all cool with her being a snitch, but you're not cool with me being a snitch?" This kid is fucking funny,
0: son. That's yo. Listen, whenever you want, Google OG Juan's wife. That's exactly what he's talking about. And if you know who OG Juan is, that's Jay Z's right hand man, right there, bro. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So it's it, you know it's it's a pretty interesting circumstance. I mean, I can wow. give a two fucks about little um. I was gonna call it little Kim. I can give a two fucks about Nicki Minaj or Takashi. But wow, or Duke. I think they're both. Yeah. But wow. But it's pretty funny. Then niggas is cool with one snitch, but not cool with him being a snitch. And the double standard in hip hop has been around longer than
0: it's been around forever, bro.
2: Yo, did you see that? Did you see what, what they said about your man um the battle rap nigga, the tall nigga?
0: Oh my god. Sirius Jones. Yeah, what about Sirius Jones? He's locked up right now in years, bro. He's locked up right
2: now for human trafficking and being a pimp. What? I don't mean to laugh about that, but that shit is crazy.
0: Shit is crazy in 2020, son. Wow. I know I know he was out in LA, but that's about it. Speaking
2: of shit being crazy in 2020, son. Did you see the Chappelle shit?
0: Yeah, that was fire. Amazing, bro. Amazing. How can you how can you deliver a message and be funny at the same time, bro? Amazing. Like there was a
2: part where he was just like, you know, I think it was like when he was talking about the uh the the Dorner situation, and he went into depth with that, and then like he got kind of quiet, and then he's like, "Am I boring you guys? I mean, I got some pussy I got jokes." Some pussy I tell jokes. <laughs> you know, she just like snap me out of it. I was like, lol, like I was like paying so close attention to what he was saying that when he said that, I should just like smack me awake. Like, oh shit. <laughs> Pussy jokes. That's funny. That's funny. Man, man. man this, is a, this is a
0: long week, man. Long
2: week. Long-
0: a real fucking long week, man. I'll be honest, bro. I, I've been like, Kind of like topsy turvy, whether to play another Freddie Gibbs track or play some Tory Lanes. I love Freddie Gibbs, man. I fucks with Lanes,
2: you know what I'm saying? Like for some reason, I only find myself listening to Lanes, um, Tory Lanes chick tapes series. Like I love the old school remixes. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah. listen to some joints, bro. No, no, I heard of course. My nigga. Bro, you got some joints there. You got some joints. Um. But yeah, I'm, I haven't even. I'm listening to Gibbs. I don't know. All right, but just please, whenever you get a chance, listen
0: to that new Toronto three. All right. Is he rapping on there or singing on? Yeah, no, he's rapping. He's rapping. There's a couple of singing singing joints, but he rapping. Yeah, he raps good too. Yeah. I fucks Yo, that Funk Flex freestyle he had was fire, bro. Super fire. Yep. And that was like, the first time I saw him rap. Yo, but shout out to fucking West Side Gun saying that he don't fuck with Flex. West Side Gun don't
2: fuck with Flex?
0: Yeah. All right. Did he say why? Um, it was during that interview he did with uh what's that oh my god, bro. What's that light skin light light skin modelo? The Hard no, the light skin Moreno from from double XL. You looking all crazy and yellow. Um
2: Elliot Wilson.
0: Elliot Wilson, yeah, yellow over there. Fucking he had a he had an interview with him. It was him. It was him, Benny, and and Conway. And Conway was just trying to be like mad political about it and shit. He's like, nah, nah. He's like, yo, you want something? You want something juicy? You want something for the headlines? Fuck, master Flex. I don't fuck with that nigga. Nah. Like, yo, we He's like, yo, we were up there spitting crazy, and this nigga look. And this nigga, you know, he giving his little smirks. He looked like he didn't even know what we were talking about. Like he wasn't even in tune with what we were saying. So fuck that nigga. Damn, when was that? Go back. there you know, recently or that was before? Nah, this, this, this shit was like two years ago, okay Oh, okay. You know that. how Funk Frex, he'd be like, gives you those facial expressions and be like, and all that other shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when, <laughs> yo, when Griselda was there, like, he was just like, Callaito. like this, look. I gotta go back and check that. That's funny. look, look at his mannerisms and the way he looks. Niggas be in like, their feelings.
2: Who gives a fuck? Yo, Westside, yo, Westside's like yo, uh, nigga, nigga ain't give me enough fucking facial features. Fuck flex. <laughs> ain't make me feel it. he ain't make me feel like I was. My in nigga, me. you would
0: have done the same shit, bro. No, nah,
2: sure. I, I say catch your feelings.
0: That's that's <laughs> You would have done the same shit, bro. Thousand percent for sure. Exactly. But um, yeah, man. Uh damn, I know we played some Freddie Gibbs last night. You know, I'm I'm gonna play some Tory lanes, bro. Do it, let's do it. I'm play some Tories. That's stupid again, it's pretty dope. Uh yeah, so we're gonna do that. And uh yeah, this was episode 108. Right? 108? 108 of the 20 by 20 podcast. And we are your host, Nathan McFly, with go
2: Woodrow, I'm about to go in as I normally do. Once again, RP Eric Gardner. Yes. RP George Floyd. Yes. RP Breonna Taylor. Yes. And just man, like my man Chappelle said, the streets are gonna speak for themselves. Uh He should have dropped that shit earlier. niggas would still be rioting right now. I don't even know if they're still doing it. I don't think
0: they are. I think he was strategic with the way he was dropping it because he had a lot to say, bro. Had he he dropped
2: that? He he recorded that on the 6th. Had he dropped it the next day and niggas heard that? Like, let the streets go in themselves? Then put on some pop smoke and go fucking loot somewhere. (laughs) Because pop smoke make him want to loot. He know what he was doing, bro. Spell mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's just me taking stuff that that's not mine. So you're gonna have to give me the loop. Give me the loop. Whatever. the suppose. Dio. Dio.
1: Dio. Dio. Maybe something.
2: Yo, yeah, niggas is running with his style too. It's fucking nasty, son. Yeah. Every. I, I'm gonna sound like a hater. I don't. I'm trying to stop. So but every fucking song Sounds like some fake ass Pop Smoke song With a half ass voice I mean Don't people know, realize That it wasn't just It was what he It was it was how he said shit It was the pitch in his voice It was the fucking ad-libs Because of his voice Like a lot of that shit Had to do with his voice bro When it rains the balls
0: RP pop smoke too, man. RP pop smoke. It was the delivery. The delivery was golden, bro. It's that voice. Ah man. And you know (laughs) what? We won't be out of here with that one. You'll play some pop smoke. Shit. All right. I guess it changed. We'll play some pop smoke. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. everybody take care of yourself like the boy Woodrow say love who you love we out here uh, roll another one
1: sit up never like you know it's put you pack in with the motor we gon' set up heaven. wait 30, shake it, uh, shake it, uh, shake it. Uh, shake it uh. She like the way that I dance. She like the way that I move. Uh. She like the way that I rock. She like the way that I woo. And she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga. Michael like a Berry, Billy Team. I'm paid, bitch. I'm a dot. Get me lit. I can't fuck with these niggas cause niggas is gay. All in my page, sucking dick. All in my comments and screaming my name while I'm in the club. Throwing them hundreds and fifties and ones and they know I'm wildin'. If I'm on the island, I'm snatching the sale. Brody got locked, denied his bail Until he free, I'm raising hell. Tell my shooters call me FaceTime. For all the times we had FaceTime. to FaceTime. 3 nights do a state time. If you need the glizzy you can take mine. Please don't pay my you know I'm like that, I'll make a movie like DNC. Black 30, yo, me, I actually really want it. I bet I ate like B&B I grew up in my section, and I keep that 38 for the weapon. Remember when I came home for correction? All the bad bitches in my direction. She like the way that I dance, she liked the way that I move, she like the way that I rock, she like the way that I woo. And she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga. Like a merry, like a Billy Jane, Billy Jean, uh, Christian Dior, Dior, I'm up in all the stores, when he raises the balls, she like the way I, her like <makes noise> a Mary, Michael Mary, Billy Jane, Jean, uh, Christian Dior, Dior, I'm up in all the stores, when he raises the balls, she like the way I, <makes noise>